Hi, Danny here, and thank you for joining me for this session today, where I'm going to talk about how to really calculate your ROI, all the three components of the total ROI when you analyze a rental property. And I'm going through our analysis Excel that we've used more than 15,000 times to evaluate and analyze rental properties. This episode is going to be a little bit more challenging if you're not watching it as I go and describe more visually the Excel itself. But at least in the first section, I'm talking about the ROI calculation, which is a little bit more mind thinking and not you don't need to be visual in order to follow that. I hope you will enjoy. I hope you will benefit. And now let's start with the episode. Thank you. Amazing. Okay. All right. We are on and we can get started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending where you are. Danny here with our weekly live Facebook session. Uh, as you can guess, we are doing it every week. Um, and we talk about real estate investments. Probably you cannot see me if you're Facebook. You definitely cannot see me if you are uh, on the device uh, recording for the podcast and I think you cannot see you can only see me but not the screen that I'm sharing uh, if you're on YouTube so we are doing something that I'm doing something um, a bit uh, new today I'm doing a screen sharing which I've not done on Facebook I've done on um, other platforms so hopefully you can see it clearly and um, you can actually uh, follow uh, everything it'll be a test run anyway I'm going to switch screens in a second and I'm going to go and explain uh, the Excel analysis or go through it that we are using today. If you want to ask questions in the, in the live, by all means, put it in the post. If you're watching the recording, you can also put it in the post or send us by email or Facebook or tweet or whatever. We're everywhere, pretty much, pretty much everywhere. Okay. Um, today's by the way, if you have questions, that we do this session every week on Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. We only skip the ones that I'm doing while I'm traveling, which is another travel coming soon. Uh, but I try to make it a point to do something of a, va a value to you, real estate investors, on a weekly basis to share, to engage, to, you know, to inform, to teach. Uh, so we can both, you can be better investors. That's one agenda. Second agenda, you know, you may like what you're seeing and you want to come and work with us so we can help you invest and be successful. I've been doing it for many, 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 many years um, and uh, quite successfully and helping a lot of people to really change their, uh, uh, change their um, financial uh, being, so to speak, over time, not overnight, but over time. Um, I even uh, wrote a post for a, for a group today and we kind of kind of summarize everything that I've been doing in the past 17 years. And uh, even when I knew it, I have to say it's impressive. It's definitely impressive. So good for uh, me, I guess. Uh, anyway, today, hello, Lior. Uh, we are just talking about you, as you can tell. Um, you got the post, I hope. Uh, today, I hope you can see the screen well and it's not too blurry. Uh, and I'm going to talk about the analysis Excel that I have been using for probably more than six, seven years um, and keeps 
keep improving it when it you know all the time uh, over time when it comes to real estate investing real estate oh sorry rental properties it's only what I'm using for rental residential rental properties and I'm wanna what I want to uh, do is kind of maybe explain number you know part one would be to explain a little bit the logic behind how I go about analyzing properties number two show you the analysis uh, Excel um, you know mostly the the main page that we use that you're seeing in front of you and um, the third thing is uh, kind of show you other features so to speak that we put in this Excel so let's start with number one the concept of analyzing rental properties in a nutshell the way I go about analyzing rental properties is I look at the ROI return on investment in three ways there are three factors that are you know building up the ROI number one the cash flow the actual cash flow cash flow is money before taxes in our pocket or in our bank account after all the uh, the expenses so the actual cash flow number two is appreciation so appreciation is the fact that the property appreciates or goes up in value over time and i'm going to say this to be very clear when i say appreciation for me i use factors that are inflation rate type of values and not whatever the market is doing out there so even in the past years a lot of metros in the u.s have been doing five six seven eight nine percent annual i never factor that in because for me it's speculating you never know what's going to happen but we know that over time there is inflation in this country so i use inflation call it three three and a half four percent maybe less something you know of, uh, maybe a little bit over the the official inflation um just to to acknowledge that properties over time do tend to appreciate number three I'm going to assume in this you know, analysis that we're buying with a mortgage. When we buy with a mortgage, every month that we collect rent and we have a, you know, we're paying expenses such as the principal and interest, a principal portion is being reduced or re uh, reducted on a monthly basis, slowly, very slowly, super slowly. But over time, it accumulates. And remember, when I'm paying a monthly mortgage payment of whatever, let's call it $1,000 a month, a, small, a portion of it, a smaller portion at first, in the first few years, a bigger portion in the last few years, goes towards principal reduction. The principal money that I'm using, I've used to buy the house, was borrowed money. It wasn't my money. But every time I pay or the rent pays for that principal reduction, this is actually money in not my pocket right now, but in the walls of my house. It's actual equity. So when I look at the ROI, I want to see how much I'm getting from cash flow, how much I'm getting from uh, appreciation or inflation rate appreciation, and how much I'm getting from um, you know building up equity from paying down the mortgage principal, return on equity. Okay, so those are the three components I'm looking at. I'm not looking at the cap rate. It doesn't give me the entire, uh, the entire you know, financial uh, picture. Uh, so I'm looking at those things and I'm combining them, right? That's number one and very important to, to understand when you think about um, ROI. If you're buying cash, obviously one of those components is irrelevant, okay? No doubt. Uh, if you're buying and you're keeping your house vacant and it's going to be vacant, obviously... You know, the cash flow is irrelevant, right? Just to give you a thought. Now, the second thing I want to say about this Excel 
is um, the mindset I'm using when using this Excel is the following. When you analyze rental properties, you probably want to not be um, best case scenario, right? It's not going to give us the, the information that we're looking for or too optimistic. So I don't want to be best case. Now, I used to do worst case scenario, right? I used to do worst case scenarios myself when analyzing properties. But what, what happens when you do worst case scenario is the following. You get the worst case. When you see the worst case, you're not going to invest because it's the worst case. So worst case scenario is a recipe for super conservatism and, and killing the deal. All right. I have a cemetery full of great deals that I killed because they were worst case scenario performing poorly. Okay. So I decided I need something better between the worst case and the best case. The only thing I could come up with is what I call the realistic case and to be a little bit conservative with that. Not, not super conservative, but a little bit conservative. The realistic case for me, I'm trying to be, um, as real with the numbers, with expenses, as they are taking form and shape in reality. So, for example, I want to be realistic with the vacancy, right? I want to be realistic with the, with the expenses. I want to be realistic with the rent, etc. All of those things I combine as the realistic numbers and being a little bit conservative. Do I know all of them for sure? No, right? Some I do, some I don't, right? So I'm, when I don't know exactly, I'm going to guesstimate but even that guesstimate is going to be uh, um, try to be based on actual experience or actual or close by uh, close numbers and not try to be completely off the chart i can give you an example that i have i have an investor a lady investor from the san francisco bay area when she ran her first before she bought her first property with us she took the Excel and she actually slaughtered it with, with, uh, with worst case scenario. Based on her, um, she was so skeptic about the numbers and she was going online and reading in all those forms, all those expenses. When she ran the numbers, guess what? Nothing worked. And she says, Danny, it doesn't work. Nothing works. The numbers are off, you know. And I told her, listen, you either are going to be realistic with conservatism a little bit or don't invest because it's not for you. She's on her way to her sixth or seventh house as we speak. About two years ago, she started, and and she's very you know uh, um, very meticulous with the details. And she actually goes back after you know several six months or so after she purchases a house, she goes back to the Excel and she measures the you know the performance versus the original Excel. And she said, "Your Excel." Always, you know, the reality always performs a little bit better than the the Excel that you provide, but not, you know, greatly better. Just, you know, the cash flow instead of being two hundred dollars a month after everything, it's maybe two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars, which is nice. But it's not, you know, it's not like she's getting seven hundred dollars when we estimated, you know, two hundred. And she's very happy. Right? No complaints there. So that means that tells me, and that's she's not the only one who says that. That tells me we're doing something good. We're analyzing in a conservative you know, realistic with a touch of conservative manner not to kill the deal. Remember, this is very important because we tend to go to the extreme and not be right there in the middle. If you have some sort of a tool you like to use, you don't have to use my Excel, whatever you want, that's fine, of course, as long as you have some tool that helps you make make decisions. Okay, let's dive into the Excel. Now, what I'm going to ask you to do 
any all of you that are on the on the live Facebook is when I'm switching over to the uh, Excel application right now because it's the first time I'm doing it with the live Facebook with sharing the screen. Please write. Danny, it works. We can follow you. We can see you. Then I know everything is fine. So I'm switching. Please write some comments here. Hey, no problem. We see you. We hear you. So I know I'm not just speaking to myself. I know this already. I've been to this class myself a few times. So I want to make sure you, you gain from that information. All right. Switching to the Excel. Okay. The Excel has multiple tabs. We're going to go over them in just one or a few minutes i will show you everything okay but i want to focus on the main uh, main board uh that i'm using and if you can uh, uh just again confirm you can see that i'm now boxing or you know um over section a that'll be great let's see anyone yes no works doesn't work lior help me out anat Someone. Okay. I'm going to assume it's not working. Then, unless someone tells me. Okay, I see. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Perfect. Okay. Can you see that I marked the, the section one? Just to make sure with the property specification. I hope so. Okay. Okay, section one of the, uh, I am on the tab that's called analysis summary. In here, we're gonna put all the details that we know. For example, the property specification, bedrooms, bathroom, etc. The purchase assumption, okay? We actually, um, in a newer version, we have another section here that talks about the asking price. Okay, let's not take care of it right now. Let's say it's 205, okay? That's what they're asking for the, for the property. Um, I'm not gonna dive every single, every single, uh, thank you, David, by the way, thank you. I'm not going to uh, go by sale by sale because I think it's pretty explanatory, but I just want to point the important ones. Here's what we are they're asking for. Here's what we want to pay. So that's our purchase assumption. Here's what we think the market value of this property. Then we're going to estimate or the agent we work with is going to estimate how much the repairs are going to be to put this house back on the market. In this case, somewhere between 7,000 to 9,700 ish which means they'll probably need some appliances, new flooring, new paint, and fix a few things. So I'm going to make an assumption that this house needs an average of $8,000, you know, between those two uh, uh, sections to make ready, to prep it for rental. This is based on, on either the agent telling me and or the property manager providing me this information, or you have that information from another source. Uh, closing costs, mortgage costs, some other fees if we have, and I have the total cost of this transaction. Now, I'm not going to talk about those projections, you know, assumptions. Uh, right now, I want to focus on the core or the important aspects uh, of this, uh, this uh, um, Excel. Section number five, financing assumption. 25% down, 
Here's my interest rate, 5.15, 30-year terms. 30-year terms, here's my mo monthly mortgage payments, okay? Now, at the bottom of section five, it tells me how much money I need in order to purchase this house. The down payment, the improvements that I have, and the, uh, you know, the closing cost, all the other costs. So it tells me out of pocket, here's how much I'm gonna spend to bring this house not only to the to, to a purchase, but also to the point that it's rent ready. That is also my baseline for calculations. All the ROI assumptions are gonna be based on that assumption that uh, I need 62,000 in this instance to purchase, close, and prep this property and make it a rent ready. Let's go over to section number six. Section number six talks about all the assumptions. We have it in a monthly uh, column and a yearly column and the percentages of each of those items relatively to the rent. Okay, so we have upper and lower rent, so we can estimate the, the property taxes. By the way, if I change it, it will change the uh, property taxes uh, themselves. How much are the property taxes monthly and yearly? How much is the insurance? Estimated repairs in this one, 45. You know what? I actually think it's too uh, optimistic. I'm going to change it to 65. The property management fee, which is 8%. Then the, how much the property management is going to cost? It's a formula that tells me, you know, it's an average of those uh, um, rents. So the monthly payment for the property management is $122 based on an 8% monthly rate based on an average of the upper and lower rent. Let's see if there's any questions. No. Fine. If you have, let them, let me know. Um, second thing, uh, listing fee in a monthly representation. Listing fee in this case is 50% of the first month rent and assuming tenants stay at, uh, on average two and a half years, not, you know, not every year. So we changed it to, uh, 24 months. So that means I'm assuming there's going to be a listing fee of um, of uh, of every other year, every uh, once every two years, and I'm giving it only the monthly representation for the accounting calculations, right? I want to be able to analyze it. The, in real life, listing fee is collected out of the first month rent. Okay. By the way, here's an example. On average, tenants stay two and a half years. I'm not using two and a half years as a as a on the formula. I'm, I'm using two years on the formula that tenants are staying to be a little bit conservative. And I have one of my investors that actually says I'm using a year and a half. Well, that's what he wants to do and that's fine, which which he means that which means he's taking a, even a little bit extra precaution. HOA, we have none at the moment. Vacancy rate, again, assuming this area based on what I am told informed research is 8% annually, Assuming tenants stay two and a half years, I'm going to use two years and not two and a half years. That means the annually, the vacancy rate is 4%, which is 8% annually divided by two because I'm only going to get or meet the vacancy on a, on a, every other year. My total fixed expenses are 456 and mortgage plus, uh, mortgage plus, uh, uh mortgage plus, uh, expenses comes to $1,260 rounding up. I'm moving a little bit lower. There's a few more assumptions here. I'm going to section A, which is the analysis. This is the what I'm 
aspiring to get. It tells me the cap rate, which I don't even like doing. And it tells me the cash flow for the, you know, for the first five years, the equity increase in the first five years, the total gain in the first five years, um, and then some other, uh, other uh, uh, indicators that I'm going to tell you in a second. All right. Now, let me explain a couple of things and I'll show you. You know what? Let me show you. This analysis in the background, we have what we call the analysis engine. This is the analysis engine. I know it's hard to see, but it takes all those assumptions, right? And usually it's a hidden, hidden uh, sheet because it's too messy. It takes all the assumptions and it stretches all the assumptions of rent increase and overhead increase and, and how much you know, mortgage payment there are, you know, how much principal and how much interest, everything t takes it and stretch it annually for 30 years. 30 years, okay? So we want to see, see if, if, if you really want to think about it, this is not an analysis Excel. This is more of, um, of a, a business plan for the property for the next 30 years with all the assumptions, right? So I'm making some assumptions that the rent will go up in, uh, you know, will go up um, 2% a year on average. And I'm making an assumption that the overhead expenses such as insurance, property taxes, and, and you know, and those will go up uh, 2% as well. Um, I'm combining all those details into this, what, I, what we call the sales the, uh, the analysis engine, and I'm stretching them year by year by year over 30 years. And then we do what we call the periodic averages because I want to see the performance of the property, not just how it performs in the first year, because which usually is not a, um, uh, not a good performance indicator, but I want to see at minimum how the performance is in the first five years, 10 years, 15 and 20. Okay. And then it gives me all those indicators. And then I want to see what's my average cash flow in the first five years per month. I want to see what's my average cash flow monthly or annually. And I want to see what is my annual return on investment between all those three factors I explained, you know, annually for the first five years. I don't care about the performance of the property, you know, in the first or, uh, one or two years. It tells me practically nothing. So this is how I look at it. I want to analyze it, you know, based on 5, 10, 15, and 20 years. If you're looking here and you're seeing 23.8% annually, it's a very high number. But remember, we have a mortgage. We are very leveraged here. And the leverage helps, you know, get that, that uh, annual return on investment. And the cash flow is pretty nice for this property. By the way, I didn't say this property is outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Very close to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so this is where section A is where we call the, um, the financial analysis or deal attractiveness. And I mostly want to see how the performance indicators for the first five years, primarily the cash flow and the annual ROI. Cap rate for me, a lot of people look at it. It just doesn't give the entire story of the ROI. It's the partial story. Nothing bad with that, but it's just a partial story the way I see it. Now... One more thing I want to point out before I show you other sections, other sheets. And if you have questions, by all means, this will be a good time to put them in the, in the comments of the, uh, in the post comment. 
uh, and I can t I'll be happy to address them. But one more thing that I wanna I wanna point out that we created what I call a cheat sheet or or a helpful tool. Every investor we teach to take five minutes and set up the baseline investment criteria. The baseline investment criteria usually are schools, price, square footage, bedrooms, bathrooms, year built, rent purchase price ratio, average cash flow, average ROI, and you know, um, those are the main ones and you can add to it. And then in every property, we tell the investor, put your own factors here, your baseline, your minimum, your threshold, and then it will compare it to this property and it will tell you how this property fits your own criteria. Is it fitting them well or not? And it will help you determine or decide, should you consider this property? Should you completely toss this property out and not waste valuable time? Or you should actually help you make a decision about submitting an offer. Now, what I wanna show you here is that we created a test, a fail pass test for every property uh, for every, uh, sorry, for every parameter, and you can add your own other parameters. Let's say for you, it's very important that it will be two car garage. No problem. You can add it. Um, uh, just using that, or it has to be a corner lot. No problem. Corner lot is what you want. You just add it and you make sure, uh, to have the answer for that. But the pass fail is not necessarily, you should not look at it as a, let me increase that. Should not necessarily see, let's say we have here one fail. This is not an immediate no for the property. It just tells me I wanted to have a house which is 1990 and after built. And, I, and this one is 1989. Is this good enough of a reason for me to not consider this house? Absolutely not, right? One year is not going to make a big difference. But let's say I have uh, multiple fails here. All right. Let's say we have... Uh, it's a 2-2 two -two and a 1,100 square feet home. Um, you know, let's just use those, okay? And I'm looking at the property and I, now I see that this property has three fail points. Then I would probably start considering not moving forward with the property because maybe one of them is not a problem or two of them is, is no, it's not a problem, but we have three, it's maybe... Together, it's no longer the what I'm looking for as an investor. It's like three strikes. So I always suggest not to use this mechanism as a yes, no, or go, no, go, but more of a get you, you know, put you in check, make sure you're seeing things properly, you're not missing anything. So it's a, it's a cheat sheet. It's a helpful tool, nothing more than that, okay? And always use common sense, um, you know, in addition to those, uh, to those items. Uh, to just make the best decision. By the way, you can see that almost every every sale has you know a pointer with some uh, tips, suggestions, clarifications. So it helps you you know kind of learn how to do how to do it and how to use it. By the way, you only need to know Excel in order to plug in the numbers. It tells you right here you know on, on the right hand side instruction. Put you know change the figures in the green boxes. Everything else is either a formula or a suggested so you can uh, uh, you can consider uh, consider uh, the green boxes uh, only to, to plug in your numbers okay good any questions before I show the other tabs 
Okay, if you do have questions, please share them. Let's move on to the other tabs. Um, okay, we have in, so we have three versions of this uh, Excel, the basic one, let's just uh, go here. We have the basic one, uh, which it, uh, has tutorial and analysis summary. The plus has the uh, brochure, sales analysis, amortization schedule and compare properties. And the analysis engine is also open to the premium version. If you want to buy the premium version, uh, or if someone wants to buy the premium version, I will say this: we do sell this online uh, to investors uh, who want to use it, and uh, based on those uh, versions, and we do give it to our investors. We give the basic version to our investors who work with us. They automatically get it as part of working with us. We talked extensively about this tab. We have a little button here that when you click it, it actually helps bring in additional properties, as many as you want, to this tab to compare them side by side, like you would compare buying a camera online. So it's pretty much the same parameters and information you have here in the analysis summary, just lined up, you know, side by side for different properties. So once you click it, it will add more properties. So if you're plugging in the numbers for property number one, or even the same property, let's say, you're looking at this property. Let's say you're looking at this property and um, and now you want to see the performance based on based on uh, um, you know two hundred thousand, right? So you can actually put the two hundred thousand, click compare, and you, it will come right here next to the. Uh, next to this one and so on and we'll number them uh, for those uh, who want to actually use this tool to create a brochure so they can share with their clients we added um, you know like a brochure page very simple very straightforward you just have to replace the you know, the photo uh, amortization table for your mortgage if you're using one so you can see everything here all the way to uh, you know 30 years we have a sales analysis this sales analysis really takes into consideration taxes and recapturing and federal taxes and all of those things and tells you and shows you over 30 years not only how the performance will look like the performance of this property will look like but the actual net so you can actually see in the first two years of this property you're going to lose money because you have a lot of remember when you sell when you buy and sell properties they're expenses and in the third year, you're actually, you know, moving to more than just um, um, uh, breaking even. And then you can see exactly, well, again, estimated or, uh, you know, based on, on different aspects, how much return and how much money you will earn from this transaction. It's a phenomenal tool just by itself to have. So it shows you the future or project projects the future. We have some notes that you can look at different things and kind of be better understanding, uh, better understand what's going on. And like I told you, the analysis engine, which is pretty extensive. Good. All right. Let's see if we have any questions. I am done with talking about the Excel and the analysis, the concept of analysis, how to go about it. Are there any questions regarding this topic of analysis or the topic of real estate investing.
Okay. In that case, I want to say the following. Um, like I said, we have this session on a weekly basis. Actually, a lot of the names I already know. Uh, so it's always fun. You are most welcome to join us every week. Different topic. If you have a topic you would like to ask um, or has to cover, you can uh, let me know one way or another and I will consider it. I'll be happy to consider it. Um, this is uh, also available online on YouTube, on Facebook and on our Podio channel. Sorry. Uh, not Podio, uh, podcast channel, uh, Guided Real Estate Investing. We put a lot of content there as well, so you can actually consume everything, uh, however suits you, online, offline, podcast, whatever, everything is fine, you know, everything is out there for you to benefit. Um, if you're watching or listening to the recording, we would appreciate your feedback, your comments, uh, so we can know if you gain value. I can uh, tell you that um, someone wrote today in one of the forums that uh, she purchased and using this Excel and is very beneficial to her. So always a pleasure to hear that feedback. I will say this about the Excel. This Excel, I have used it, my guess, more than 13,000 times just myself in our network, in Simply Do His Network. All the agents are using it. All the investors are using it. So it became the common language everybody uses you know, uh, to analyze rental properties. Um, this is kind of, you know, one of our jargon. Um, I've been polishing and improving this Excel analysis for the past uh, seven, eight years, always adding something more just to make it more user-friendly, more reliable, more, uh, um, more, more usable altogether, Sim uh, simplicity on one end and uh, uh, improving. For example, we uh, probably about a year, year and a half ago, we added up the rent upper and lower section. So there's a little bit more of a scale and we added the improvements lower and upper as well for this, you know, creating that scale and a few other things. So if you have a suggestion, if you're using it and you have a suggestion, I'll be happy to uh, consider it and may possibly incorporate it. Um, and with that say, I am done with everything that I have to say today about the topic. I guess uh, we will see you next week, 11 a.m. Pacific time on Friday, a week from today. I think it's the 8th of uh, March. Thank you, everyone. Have a terrific rest of your day. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.